I'm Adam Lippy, and this is a Q&A with John C. Riley after a Philadelphia screening of his new film, Cyrus. Now, there are the expected questions about Will Ferrell, Marissa Tomei, and the differences between playing comedy and playing drama. But what's most amazing about the interview is just how sharp and witty Riley is, especially what turns out to be in the face of promotional idiocy. There's a moment where a guy walks up to the stage and hands Mr. Riley a Smirnoff Ice and says it's all the rage, everyone knows about it. I happen to be walking right behind Mr. Smirnoff as we all left the theater after the Q&A. Despite Mr. Riley's rebuke of the offer, the guy said, well, he was just pretending. Everyone knows about the Smirnoff thing. Please keep that in mind the next time someone ambushes you with warm bottles of teeny bopper alcohol. Do you want me to just ask you about River Wild again? <laughs> 
this word salty. Um, I like a lot of documentaries, actually. That's the truth be told. If I go to like a film festival, that's the kind of stuff I watch because that's where you kind of learn about the human condition. Um, in terms of whether I prefer impro improvisation or not, it depends on how well written the script is, really. You know, if it's a great script, then you don't need to improvise. Um, but this one was crazy. I mean, it was almost all improvised. I, the, the script was written, it was a really great script, and the Duplass brothers worked really hard on it. And then we got to the set, and they said, we don't want to rehearse, and we would really like it if we could use the first take of everything you did. And we want you to forget the script and not use the dialogue that we've written. <laughs> So we used the script as kind of a blueprint, and we kind of just felt our way through the scenes as we got to know the characters and each other better. And so, yeah, like 90% of what you see is the first take, and, um, and a lot of it is improvised. Yeah. Did that require a lot of uh, conversations between you guys before you got in front of the cameras? No, they were very averse to that. They were like, I was like, so what do you want exactly? And they'd be like, just go with your instincts. You know, like, my instincts is to do what you want. What do you want me to do? <laughs> I can do anything. But um, it was a challenge and at, at times very uncomfortable. It was a big responsibility to take on all that every day. But I'm really glad that they insisted on working that way because that's how they made the puppy chair and bag head and that's how they like to work and, and hopefully liked how it all ended up. Can you give us some information, or just talk about uh, working with the cast, working with Jonah, working with Marissa? How was that on the scene, on set? Uh, it was really fun. We didn't do any. I mean, I I know Jonah. We did a small part in Walk Hard, so we knew each other from that. Some people who love cops out there. <laughs> For those of you who didn't see the movie, I'm not being dirty. It's the character's name. Uh, so Joan and I knew each other, we had a real kind of easy rapport, and we just loved to crack each other up, and uh, Marissa and I, we met maybe one time at the sort of first meeting, and then we shot this movie in order, so as you see me getting to know Marissa in the movie, that was really me getting to know Marissa, so uh, I felt really lucky to have that kind of organic process when we made this movie, and what you see is what you get. Uh, what's your name? Blake. Hello, Blake. Uh, could I offer you a smear off ice for your health? <laughs> I've had quite a few of those already tonight. <laughs> yeah, sure. I might gonna say no. Is it gonna have like, you know, jungle juice in it or something? Like, I'm not gonna be trimming balls by the end of the night. Am I? Bros, icing bros. This is a promotion or something? Did Smirnoff pay you to come up here? Fuck Smirnoff! It's this huge thing that's, that's going across the country and it's probably pretty pre prevalent in uh, colleges. It's uh, sounding like a promotion, Blake. No, not at all. It was on CNN Money and then uh, Smirnoff. So what? CNN's full of shit. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Did you have a question about the movie or? Thanks, man. Like, how I will drink it later on ice, my friends. It's a little warm. Please, more pressure.
musician and songwriter who did um, the music for Donnie Darko, but also did all of the music for Walk Hard. He produced and wrote much of the music, and he's an amazing musician. He's got a really cool band called the Grey Boy All-Stars, if you ever get a chance to check them out. Why do you think your character chose not to have a child with his first wife? Low sperm count? I, I don't know. I think it was just one of those relationships where it kind of wasn't really gelling emotionally or something, that's why they ended up breaking up. I kind of take the rap of the movie and I say, I just I got further and further away from her and shut down and she said she was going to leave me if I didn't open up and I didn't and bore me. Alright, over here we have another question. What's your name? Adam. Two questions quickly. Did you fear, perhaps in the story meetings, that the movie was going to veer off into stepbrothers territory near the beginning of Second Act 3. Question. <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins is an amazing impression of you. Do you feel it's as accurate? <laughs> well, the first question I'll say, there were no story meetings. This is a movie that Jay and Mark Duplass wrote, and they came to me with the script and said, we wrote this character for you. We hope you want to do it. If you don't, we're not going to make this movie, because you're the only person we see doing this part. So there was a little pressure there, but I really wanted to work with him already, so... It was very easy to say yes to this movie, and I'm friends with, or well, I thought I was friends with Paul F. Tompkins. Have not heard this alleged impression, but very few people do an accurate impression of me, in my opinion. <laughs> Leo DiCaprio was the only one I've ever heard really nailed. He did it when he was 17 years old. Like, How dare you, rats! But I look forward. I'll hear Paul's impression of me when he has the guts to do it to my face. It's on the radio about three times a month. I know, but you have to wait through the entire podcast to hear it. Like, it's like 40 minutes of material. I just couldn't hang with it. And right in front, we have another question. What's your name? Zach. Um, it's unrelated to Cyrus, but how is it working with Will Ferrell? Will is a, an amazingly funny, great guy. We're good friends, and we've known each other for a long time, and that's another case of what you see is what you get. If it looks like we're having a really ridiculously fun time together, that's probably the case. Yeah. All right, what's your name? Uh, Kyle. Uh, just curious, because you mentioned earlier, what are just a couple, any recently favorite documentaries, since you like them? I liked Food, Inc. That was pretty scary and amazing and emotional to watch. Very few documentaries that I don't like. You see Grizzly Man? <laughs> you know, Werner Herzog has done a whole bunch of documentaries. He made one amazing one called The White Diamond, about this guy who invented this balloon craft to fly over the rainforest. That's another great one. Um, I find that something really interesting in almost every documentary, unless it's one where the documentarian tries to insert themselves into it. Stevie is another great one by Steve James, out of Chicago. Car Tempkin films, he did Hoop Dreams, and he's just an amazing filmmaker. But Stevie is a really great one. I think he's got a new one coming out that he just invited me to that I wasn't able to see yet. This movie seemed to have a lot of uh, dramatic parts to it, and then obviously there were some very funny parts to it. How do you walk that line? Because I know in some of your films it gets really funny and really ridiculous, and in other ones there's more of that tension. So how, how do you 
find the line for each movie. I just try to be as honest as I can be. I just look at what the character's point of view is and what they're doing, and I try to do it as truthfully as possible. And if the situation is ridiculous, then it's a comedy, you know? Like, and if it's not ridiculous, then it's a drama. I don't really worry too much about the category that it's in. You know, I just try to be truthful when I do it. All right, and just one more question. Did you have a question over here, sir? It's whipping through Yes, how you doing, John? My name is Lazaro. Uh, just a quick Lazaro. question. Do you have any... This is the first time. Yeah, Lazaro. <laughs> I'm just bragging that I could pronounce it the first time. <laughs> Las. 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 This is... Uh, I gotta be honest as you are uh, uh, with you. This is the first, actually, time that I see you in a movie that is kind of serious. I mean, it's not like... Uh, Dude, but where it's, have you been? <laughs> <laughs> this is my 50th movie. <laughs> Seriously. Here the day when Dr. Bill Cosby and John C. Riley had a phone conversation. Would you say I'm one of your biggest influences? Oh, dude, are you kidding me? There's, <laughs> there's nobody else. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I got that dumb Michael Caine acting DVD this of, time. Of course. He just like tells you what I did, eyeball to stare into, and I'm like, man, I need, I need like, uh, I wish Dr. Cosby would put out a, a acting DVD about how to like make faces and stuff. Well, I would if I wasn't dropping out of society, but. <laughs> I I am. Are you but, going so, off the grid? I'm going off the grid. I'm going underground. <laughs> I don't blame you. Say, no, no, say yeah. John, speaking of acting, uh, are you getting more acting work? Uh, be- well, I have to say, I'm, I'm like, I'm afraid, like, people, one of the reasons people stayed away is they thought I was a real vampire in the movie. And now I'm afraid all of Hollywood is going to think, oh, we can't have that guy around here drinking people's blood and stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, it's going to hold up production at the very least.